Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Straight Talk on the state of the Portland metro economy with a deep dive look into what's happening in downtown Portland, the central city, the core. We ran out of time in our main Straight Talk episode, so we're continuing our conversation here with Andrew Hone from the Portland Business Alliance, Michelle Neese from DHM Research, and John Taponia from Echo Northwest. Thanks again for joining us for this bonus episode. <laughs> Andrew, when we talk about downtown and the core of downtown, how important is that to the health of Portland and and the state in general. Yeah, downtowns are a lot of things. They're where people gather, it's where our major festivals are located, our center cities where we host our major league sports franchises, it's where our convention center is, it's the seat of government for both the city and the county. The state has a number of office facilities, the federal government too. So you think about this, it's not just the economic prowess of the state represented in its, its commercial center, but it's also the gathering places where culture mixes. It's the thing that we all celebrate when we come together, and that's the importance of downtown. It's also what drives the economic engine and also creates the tax revenue that powers our governments. And it's important not just to the region, but to the whole state. Truly, yeah, and you think about how people think about Oregon, and they're gonna look to Portland, and so goes Portland, so goes Oregon. Michelle, one of the things, we want people to come back down to Portland, but there are a lot of people telling you they don't feel safe. Can you tell us about that in your survey that you did? We do, we see that about half of city, of city of Portland people feel safe coming downtown during the day, less than that outside of the Portland. And in terms of coming at night, the numbers are abysmally low who feel safe here at night. Um, and I think what else is important is that needle hasn't really moved much in the last 18 months. And so there's definitely a sense that things aren't changing and they aren't getting better. And I would also say that's really not just a perception problem, right? When you talk to people who work downtown, they don't feel safe. And there's another reason that people aren't coming back downtown is because of something that happened during the pandemic. People started working from home. It, it's a real phenomenon. How, John, is that affecting foot traffic in Portland? Oh, it's just huge. I mean, in terms of downtown, we're down 50% or more uh, in terms of foot traffic. A little bit better for visitors than we are for employees. Uh, but in essence, what, you know, what happened is we happened to be in a city that did a really good job building up college-educated professional service workers. And that was a pride point, uh, you know, right up until the pandemic, and then we stopped and looked, those are the cities that are struggling the most uh, in their downtowns because that's the easiest kind of work to take to your suburban house. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, in terms of this work from home, I saw a study that compared the U.S. to Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have higher rates uh, here in part because our homes are bigger <laughs> and our commutes were longer to begin with. And so, you know, Portland's hitting all of those problems at, at, at once. And we are, you know, probably third from the bottom uh, in, in terms of the challenge uh, because of that makeup that we had to begin with, but then also because of some of the issues that are specific to us that Michelle's brought up with, with respect to safety in our downtown. What about how is that affecting offices and office vacancies in Portland? Yeah, so office vacancies have really, really taken off. Uh, you know, we're getting up to the 20% vacant space. You, you'd need to be below 10 before a developer would want to come in and build an office. Uh, so very high vacancy rates, but let's be clear about what that means. A vacancy rate means those are that's office space that nobody's paying a lease on. We have, it's worse than that. We've got all kinds of 
space out there that is being leased that people are paying monthly leases on that people aren't showing up to. So that just keeps the downtown sort of empty. The other issue is that we've got you know another two, three years of leases expiring. And as they expire downtown, the employers are probably going to either potentially leave or just not re-up at all or ask for something smaller. Uh, so we haven't, it, it, we haven't seen the highest vacancy rate that we're likely to see in this cycle yet. It could take us decades uh, before we get to a point where downtown's office space is sort of in tune with the size of the population here given the work behavior. And you're, you're talking about at least into the 2030s. And maybe even 2040s for downtown. That's sobering, Andrew. Well, how does that affect property taxes? Yeah, it's important for people to understand that just just like their homes, um, as we were talking about before, the the commercial core pays property taxes, and as the value of those buildings declines because they empty out, uh, the value that the city can collect to fund its operations, as, as well as the county, also declines. You can see here uh, on the charts that. It was a notable decline and, and probably the most material decline since this has been tracked in, in the way that we look at it. So I, I think as a bellwether uh, to what John's saying is if you continue to see the hollowing out of the center, we'll continue to, to watch these property taxes decline over time. And that forces something that I don't think anyone's ever talked about in decades in this region, which is how do you make decisions around public services from a scarcity mindset. Uh, right now, we've been equipped to deal with our challenges with abundance uh, in, in all of our governments, including all the new taxes that have been enacted. So I, I think it's critical, and, and John made the right point about the decades outlook as it stands right now. The key things you see in those charts is that we've plateaued on our visitor traffic in downtown. We've plateaued to some degree on vacancies. Without intervention, the story that John is painting will come true. And so when we talk about what you do about all this information, you can face those scarcity futures that we just talked about, or you intervene now, course correct, and perhaps re-bring back our downtown in a way that doesn't force us to be in scarcity mindsets in the future. I thought this was sobering. Uh, Dr. Wilkerson, your lead researcher from Echo Northwest, said at the Portland Business Alliance meeting last week, we're seeing the biggest disruption in our economy since the Industrial Revolution. Will you explain that? Well, and that, I mean, that's it. I mean, if you, go, if you go way back in time, we used to all live by rivers or waterways because that's the way we could get around. And then we built the interstate highway system. And so then we could move into inland places and, and work in offices that our employer chose to locate in around these big highways. Now we've got this third transformation where we don't need to be in the employer's office anymore. So we have, at least for some industries, not all industries, but certainly for professional services, much easier to go and work geographically where you want to work. And so it, it really just steps up the competition uh, for population and, and for workers. The, the, the quality of life, uh, sort of the, the, the tax and service mix, everything comes into play because uh, a good share of, those, uh, of this population is able to move to something that they find optimal in a way that they weren't in the past. So it's a threat not just to the city of Portland, but to a lot of American cities, this oh, work from home phenomenon. Oh yeah, no, and, and actually San Francisco is the one that is really struggling the most. They, they went big on tech uh, over the course of the last uh, 15, 20 years, and it turns out that that, that industry 
can move and, and work in a lot of different places. It got way too expensive down there. They too share many of the problems with respect to uh, very high rates of unsheltered homelessness and concerns about safety downtown, et cetera. So, you know, we can we can look down to San Francisco and sort of share share the pain and hopefully share some of the experiences of how to move forward. As we wrap up this bonus episode, Andrew, what does the city need to do as we look at, at the new landscape? Well, I think a couple things. We, we talked about interventions. It, it is about doing something that we've never thought or contemplated about doing before, which is incentivizing employers to locate in our downtown. Uh, we've looked at that traditionally in a community that doesn't necessarily have a very pro-business attitude to it as, as a sort of four-letter word. Uh, but we can't ap approach the employer community that way anymore. We have to change the trajectory by actually incentivizing, coming up with creative tools that bring employers back to the downtown. So that's first. Secondly, as we were talking previously, you know, what our top issue is housing. Uh, and successful commercial centers are places that are highly densified from a housing perspective. So you can have that live-work balance. And we have two problems, what we're looking at right here, that can mutually solve themselves to some degree, which is, a downtown that needs intervention support for its employer community and a housing shortage in a place where we could incentivize housing development in our downtown. Not the commercial conversions, which I think really capture people's imaginations, but are a very small segment of how we can get more housing in our downtown, but really building new housing and all mixes affordable to luxury. So making those investments now to solve the two most pressing issues that our communities are facing is critical to making sure we have a successful and thriving downtown that we all love and want to return to and spend our resources in and enjoy a fine dining experience. Michelle, I want to bring you in just uh, as we conclude here. What, what are your big takeaways you'd like to share? For the past couple of years, DHM has seen some of the worst numbers ever in terms of how people feel about this area. And in this survey, we saw that slight upswing. And I just feel that there's a really good opportunity there to take some momentum and make those interventions and make some changes to help people get back to what they enjoy about living here. A final thought, John? Yeah, I, I mean, with respect to the downtown, uh, we have called it the central business district. That role is a little diminished right now. It's a little muted. Uh, but this is also a central social district. It's a central residential district. It's a central district for education, et cetera. So we are going to have to step back and really think intentionally and strategically about what the value proposition of a downtown is uh, and, and build toward a new future over the course of the next 10 years. John Taponia from Echo Northwest. Michelle Neese from DHM Research. Andrew Hone from the Portland Business Alliance. Thank you for joining us for this bonus episode of Straight Talk. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you next week for Straight Talk.